Hello, and welcome to a Groundhog flipping episode of We <laughs> Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel, and I am your Groundhog flipping host. <laughs> I don't know what is happening. <laughs> okay. All right. Hello. Um, I'm Catherine, and I've lost 155 pounds. Wow. And with me today is Donald. Oh, no. I, I, took, I stole your thunder. Who are you? <laughs> I'm still not over the fact that you're flipping groundhogs. Is that Isn't what you're doing for exercise? exercise these days? Sometimes, I don't know, those hit classes that you see, people are flipping <laughs> like truck tires. I'm like, you know what? That's unnecessary. So we're just going to flip some groundhogs. So it turns out the secret to losing 155 pounds is flipping groundhogs. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, I'm here to tell you that I lost a little over 100 pounds and I did not flip a single groundhog. You don't groundhog. have to flip groundhogs <laughs> to, to hit your weight Listen, loss goals. Listen, you choose the activity that is enjoyable to you. Right if it's flipping you. groundhogs, I for one do not endorse flipping groundhogs. If you flip a groundhog and you see its shadow, that means six we more. We want to know about it. Please tweet to us. Please let us know. This episode is already falling apart. Uh, so hi, hi, welcome, happy February. Welcome, welcome. Uh, we are going to talk about flipping groundhogs. Apparently, <laughs> this was not what we discussed in rehearsal, but uh, apparently that's happening. Uh, we are going to give you a tip of the week. Cow! It involves Girl Scouts. It does. And don't flip them. <laughs> don't flip Girl Scouts. That will get you in big, big trouble. Big trouble. Um, we are going to later on talk about a product of the week. Cow! And it is super cool. And uh, we are, this is this is a, we're going to talk about canaries and flipping them and groundhogs and flipping them, but, uh, but we're going to, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. So yeah, and I might, I'm going to surprise my wife with a new segment she knows nothing about. I don't. Wait, what is, do you want to, because he, he alluded to it. Do you want to talk about that first or do we want to get the tip first? I think we should first? do the tip of the week first. Okay. So yeah. uh, tip of the week to you, Donald. Tip of the week to you. Tip of the week to everybody listening. Yeah. Um, so, um, if you may recall from our 365 surprises episode, that was such a good episode. Such a good episode. So many so surprises. Good. I, I heard the Smithsonian wants to archive it. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think archiving this podcast might be something that people want to do. I just imagine the Ark of the Covenant going into a giant, giant no, warehouse. They want to preserve it for future generations. Oh. I heard we're going to be in the Podcaster Hall of Fame okay. soon, too. Uh, speaking of things that are well preserved, Girl Scout cookies are well preserved. Uh, it is almost Girl Scout cookie season. Maybe it yeah. is Girl Scout cookie season. I don't know. It could um, be all year round for all I know. It could. But part one of the things that the fine Girl Scouts uh, do is they create a panic, a panic for Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, it's it sort is, of that. It's that limited time. Like you, oh my goodness, they're only available gotta, right now. Got it. We're pretty sure it's right now. Yeah. By the way, so um, so there is the loophole. We've talked about Gretchen Rubin's loopholes before, and she doesn't specify Girl Scouts as a loophole. But that urgency of you know, there are a couple of things you got to support the Girl Scouts. Got to got to support them. Got to got to buy the Girl I mean, Scout how are cookies. those poor girls going to buy camping supplies? If I we know don't. where do sashes come from? They don't come from not buying cookies. Sashes do not grow on trees. I know that. <laughs> um, so 
the 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 tip of the week is you don't have to buy Girl Scout cookies. We're actually, I'm actually telling them what the tip is. You don't have yeah. to buy Girl Scout cookies. Um, you can just donate money. They will take money at the table. They will like, take money. Yeah, you can give them the you know whatever they are now. Are they four dollars a box, five dollars a box. I don't know. You can just give them that money that you would have spent on the cookies and not take the cookies. Well, and uh, you wh- feel good. In fact, you might even feel superior to everyone around you who is then like giving them the money and then eating the cookies. Well, and not to uh, to flip too many groundhogs or Girl Scouts, but this creates Whoa. a robust conversation in uh, one of the uh, the fitness groups that I'm in, where someone suggested donating money instead of buying the cookies, and it created a a uh, kind of a, actually a really terrible argument about like <laughs> shaming people for not being able to abstain or moderate their cookie consumption. And I think knowing yourself better understanding if you buy the sleeve of Girl Scout cookies, is that uh, is that something you're going to eat in one sitting? Because I yeah. know those do dos don't Look, have a very long shelf life in my house. We've said it before. We, you know, one of the things we took away from Weight Watchers when we used to do that was don't bring the devil home with you. That was one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever gotten. And if you know you can't control yourself around uh, Samoas, then don't buy a box of them. Don't buy Samoa. <laughs> <laughs> buy less, no, not Samoa. To, you know, the, the conversation that was had about the, about, donating money instead of buying the cookies. Some people said, what's wrong with you? Why can't you just moderate your consumption? Some people said, oh, I just put them in the freezer and I just have one cookie a, a week and I'm fine. Yeah. Some people said that they uh, they save them and then give them out as Christmas presents the next year. Everyone has a different tolerance for cookies and for having danger foods in the house. I, for one, know if I buy... I've got... I'm cookie intolerant. (laughs) Yeah, well, but I... Moderating Girl Scout cookies is not something that I do. If I buy the cookies, I'm going to eat the cookies. I cannot keep them in the freezer. No cold, chilly weather is going to keep me from eating all my my tag-alongs. So... Being able to just donate money if you don't feel like you can moderate. If those Girl Scouts sold one cookie for $5, I would buy one cookie. You know how that we know you can tell that we're only thin people on the inside that we only – I mean on the outside that we only look thin? is because we know off the top of our heads the names of all the various cookies. We've mentioned Tagalongs <laughs> and Dosey Dos and it's, Samoas. It's like Santa Claus <laughs> on Dasher and Dancer on Tagalong and Samoa on Thin Mint. So like – if you really think about it, because going back to the loophole, uh, not that this whole episode is going to be about these cookies, but like those Girl Scouts know what they're doing. Yeah. They produce they're highly, crafty addic- little buggers. <laughs> highly addictive, super delicious, limited time offer treats. Uh, Carrie, actually in Australia, in our group, and she's a, Hi, a good Carrie. friend and, a, and an amazing maintainer. She thought that the Girl Scouts, because in Australia they don't have them. They, she thought that the Girl Scouts made cookies for everybody. They're just little girls making cookies. Aww, Isn't it sweet? So nice. Those Girl Scouts are not making cookies. They are uh, they are made by a giant conglomerate. And, uh, like, they're not selling belt buckles. Like, it's not like people are like, we got to yeah. buy the belt buckles. Yeah. Like, oh, they're Those making belt French buckles, they don't, uh, friendship bracelets. Like, yeah. they know exactly what Limited they're doing. time only. And Boy Scouts, they sell janky, dirty old popcorn. Nobody's buying, yeah. like... So come on, Boy Scouts, get it together. Get it together, or don't get it together. Sell yeah, some better if you don't get it together. But you know, like the Boy Scouts aren't 
no one's going, oh, it's Boy Scout cookie season. Like, no, it's Boy Scout popcorn season. Boo. Nobody asked for that. Nobody wants that. So uh, I, I was a Boy Scout, by the way, and had a great time in doing it. <laughs> so uh, Nothing against the Boy Scouts. Just want to be clear. So are you a moderator? Are you an abstainer? Can you control yourself around the cookies? If you can't, you can. I know some programs have it where you can donate a box to uh, to the troops overseas, which is very nice. You can just oh, donate some money. That's actually great. I didn't know about that Isn't one. it? Um, so, so, yeah. So decide what kind of person you are and decide uh, what you can and can't control. I've heard that there's a new flavor. I'm not, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Yeah, just give them some money and have some pride and you can stick your nose up at all those people who are eating the cookies. Yeah, and if you can moderate yourself, it's a win-win-win. If you can moderate around them, good for you. Yeah, must must be, be nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So that is our tip of the week. Tow! Tip of the week to tip you. Tip of the week to you. So. so. It's time for well, a new well, segment. Well. A new segment which may or may not <laughs> be recurring. Be nice. I'm calling this new segment Tales of Getting Extra Steps. Eps, eps, eps. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get better at doing actual sound effects so we don't Omar just... eps, eps, <laughs> eps, eps. <laughs> I don't know. So um, I am working at a major Hollywood studio lot right now because I'm a pretty big deal. And uh, we have to actually park uh, across the street from the entrance of the lot. Um, and so, of course, as I've mentioned many times, I park uh, on the top floor of the parking garage so that I get more steps. I walk down the stairs all the way, walk up the stairs at night. That's not really what this story is about, though. So I come down the stairs and there's all these signs everywhere that they want people to walk to the corner, to the crosswalk. And um, but... The entrance, the actual where you go in, is directly across from where the stairs come down. So people, like, constantly cut right across the street right there. And it's not, you know, it's not super safe, but everybody does it. And um, so... But for one. (laughs) (laughs) But me, I like getting the steps. So I go down and I actually walk all the way to the corner. So... I, I got down and I'm doing this and I'm walking like I don't even cut. Some people actually go to the crosswalk, but then when they get like halfway across, they like cut over towards the door. and They're robbing <laughs> themselves of steps. Exactly. So I walk all the way straight across and I, I ran into this woman that I work with and she goes, look at you. You're so good following the rules. You stay in the yeah, crosswalk boy scout. the whole way. <laughs> And I'm like, and I'm like, yes, I am a well-known advocate for crosswalk safety, like all across America. Um, but uh, I had to tell her, like, no, I'm actually just trying. Like, I'm obsessed with adding steps, and so I don't cut across. <laughs> and uh, she thought that was very funny. And so then we walked the rest of the way to the office, and I'm like, I don't like taking shortcuts. I take the long way. And she's like, she's like, oh, which way do you go? And I like describe the route. And I basically like shamed her into walking the long way to the door of our office. See, but to the untrained eye, it looks like you're a square by the booker like yeah, nerdlinger, exactly. and it turns out you're just well. And it turns fit. out that I'm a square by the booker nerdlinger, but not for the reasons it appears mm-hmm. that I am. But does it matter in the end <laughs> if you're the only one who isn't being run over by cars? So. Yeah. So the the added benefit, the side benefit, is that I also don't get hit by a car. But really, I'm just trying to get steps. So um, is this a brag segment or is this like what what is the end message you're getting out to our listeners? <laughs> That's a really great question. <laughs> I just wanted to tell a story that made me look good. 
know. I guess the idea, you know, there are little ways it all adds up. I, I think the point here is that, at least in my mind, it was. Now it maybe it's just a brag session. The point is that there are little ways all day that you can get extra steps that if you think about not taking that shortcut, that eventually adds up to being somebody who gets lots of steps. It does. And I I mean, and we joke about it all the time, too. We could go off on uh, on ways that we sneak in steps. Uh, I had a business trip the other day and had to go to an airport and there was a zigzag line for the uh, the taxi line and everyone was complaining about having to get extra steps. And I was like, look at me getting fit while all of you aren't getting fit by walking. Yeah, but, I don't uh, know. But it all adds up. I had like 20 some thousand steps that day, all because of uh, terrible airport lines. So uh, so that's my that's, I don't know. What is this? The Tales walk and brag. Of getting steps, <laughs> steps, steps, steps. steps. I'm, All right. So uh, now it's time to. That was a fun story. <laughs> do a real episode. <laughs> so we're to flipping, talk about things that people can we're use. Flipping groundhogs. So yeah. uh, so January. It's gone. That was my flyover. It's sound. in the rear view <laughs> mirror. Yeah, were you, did you come in hot in January? Did you have like big plans at the end of December that like January 1st you were going to get it together and uh, that you were, you made all these, you know, 17 New Year's resolutions or 19 for 19 or whatever it is that you kids do? Are you, are you talking to me or are you talking to our audience? I'm talking to the audience. I guess I'm looking at you. Um, and uh, I have an answer. <laughs> how's that going now? <laughs> so, what is your answer to the my answer question I posed? To this question I posed, no, but we had talked about uh, making some habit changes for January, uh, not coming in too hot, not uh, over, uh, you know, over pushing or pushing over yourself, over pushing, over pushing, over extending, over extending. There, there we, we go, go. Uh, yourself and uh. In January, January didn't go really as I had planned. Uh, I got uh, sick at the beginning of January. Uh, we had a, a teacher strike in Los Angeles. So yeah. our daughter was home from school for seven delightful days, never yeah. ending days. Yeah, that's seven school days plus the weekend, by the way. Yeah. And I got the flu for a couple of days and couldn't stand up. I was, must be must nice. Must be nice. No, wait, it's the opposite of must be nice. It um, must be terrible. But like I stumbled into January and uh, the last, uh, there were some things that went really great. Um, one of my goals was to not eat off of our daughter's plate this month. Yeah. And I have not eaten off our daughter's plate. High However, five. do you know there are other places to eat? Oh. Like oh. Uh, in your, your stash of sweets. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, so I, I have been doing great in some areas. I've been getting a lot of steps. I've added uh, stairs, adding uh, stairs to my to my plan, which has been great. However, I have not been paying close attention to a couple canaries. So we're going to kind of talk about maybe paying attention to some canaries and uh, figuring out ways to get yourself back on track. But you had you had some great ideas, Donald, about. Uh, about assessing your your year. So why don't you talk about that? Well, just just because, you know, January is now behind us um, doesn't mean that you need to give up on your goals. If you set resolutions and um, you've already broken them, look, let's face it, starting something new, you know, is not, it's not that hard to do for a couple of days or even a couple of weeks, but sustaining change is difficult. But reassess and think about the fact that 
um, you know, 2019 is not blown. Like you don't have to throw the whole year out the window because you've you've not maintained your New Year's resolutions for the month of January. Well, and that's totally what I would do. I'd just be like, I'm yeah. not going to wear my Fitbit anymore, and then wake up a year later, 30 pounds heavier. Like you could, there there is time every day. There is time to self correct and decide what you're willing to take on. And not to get too philosophical here and and too heady, but like the calendar is just a social construct. We've just decided that that it's a new year right now. That's something that, like totally I would have said when I was 15. Like, come on, mom. <laughs> yeah, the calendar's a social contract. <laughs> construct, mom. Exactly. I'm going like, to listen to the Sex Pistols. Why not why not start if you're listening to this the day it comes out, it will be February 4th. Like, why not February? February 4th, why not just start now? Um, And maybe it's time to reassess. Maybe you overextended yourself. Maybe you tried for a goal that was a little too lofty. How about starting with a habit? If you you told yourself, I am going to exercise for, you know, an hour a day or even 30 minutes a day or even 20 minutes a day, how about trying to make it just 10 minutes a day or five minutes a day? Like the idea is once the habit is in place, then it becomes easy to increase it gently. Um, and, you know, like Catherine and I did with the walking, like when we first started, it was a five minute walk. It was walking our daughter to school. And then we started purposely getting up early and and doing like a 2000 step walk or a 2500 step walk. And then we were doing that every day and we we're like, you know what, this is this is just pretty easy now. Why don't we increase it? Why don't we do 4,000, 5,000? And now, I know, I feel like I'm bragging again. Now we basically, you know, every morning we do around 10,000. Um, the weekend's a little more even, and it doesn't even seem hard. Like we just, it, it's a habit now and we just do it and it, it's become a part of our actual routine. Yeah. And the, like, for me, you know, I'm always uh, in a position where I'm trying to get new ideas from new uh, new podcasts, new books, and uh, our friend and listener and accountability buddy, uh, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Uh, hi, Cindy. Suggests- I think we mentioned you in the last episode. We, we've mentioned Cindy a lot. She's awesome. Um, I've met her in person. So wow. she's an actual Pearson. Not wow. just Yeah. Uh, so Cindy had suggested a podcast uh, called The Shaleen Show, uh, maybe even a year ago. And I was like, what's that going to do? I'm not going to listen to it. That sounds stupid. She has... And her name is Shaleen. Shaleen, I don't want to listen to that. Yeah. And then the other day, I started listening. I was like, "This is an amazing show!" <laughs> like I invented it. Um, so guess what I found? Hey Cindy. <laughs> hey Cindy. Guess what? <laughs> so, um, so now when the when the student is ready, the teacher appears. The teacher so, appears. Poof. Um, but Shaleen sort of talks about in a in a different construct the idea of really looking at all areas of your life and then coming up with. Uh, the few places that need some improvement. So taking that uh, and making it our own, the idea of looking at what you've done in the past, like I'm assuming this is not your first day of weight loss. Maybe you've lost 20 pounds. Maybe you've lost 50 pounds and you've lost your majo, as they say. And if it is your first day, welcome. Well, bienvenue. We've got some things to say about it. (laughs) But the idea of looking at the areas of your life that are going well and the ones that aren't. So for me... I came up, and and you can do this too at home, come up with like the 10 things that you do to make a successful day for yourself or 10 things that you've done in the past that have really paid off in your weight loss. Sometimes we forget those core habits and those core things that we do that lead to success. And by the way, if 10 seems too daunting for you, come up with five. If five is too much, come up with three. Like, but- 
you know, at a certain point, you can come up with something. But, like, what makes a great day for you? Because I know when I lead myself down sort of a, a sabotage path, uh, you know, if, if I'm ordering, um, you know, cheesecake at 5 o'clock in the morning, that's not going to be a good day. That's yeah. not a great day. No, that's not a good start. So so I actually have a list uh, of, of, of 10 things that make a good day for oh, me. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Um, so a good day for me is... I get my ten, my fifteen thousand uh, steps. Ah. I don't eat until twelve thirty. Yeah, uh, me too. I avoid complex carbs, bread, pasta, and sweets in the morning. Yep. I get uh, ninety six ounces of water. I track my calories. Totally eff- effortless. Check, I, check, and check. I take my meds, including my antidepressants. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. I keep the house tidy and make my bed. A clean mm, space. I don't care about that one. Yeah, clean clean space <laughs> is important to me. Um, I don't engage in secret eating. That makes for a good That's day. That's a big one. I check in on on, on Walt and our accountability buddies. Like yeah. that makes for a good day. Uh, and I uh, close the kitchen at eight p.m. So those are great. Th- that makes a great day for me. So if if I look at my last week and a half, two weeks, three weeks, uh, turns out. I kept that kitchen open after 8 p.m. I was not going for second handfuls of broccoli. I was yeah. sneaking into Donald's stash. Yeah, of... you're, you're not making broccoli choices after 8 p.m. No. Um, so for me, if I if I look at those 10, uh, I was not closing the kitchen at 8 p.m., which was leading to secret eating, which was leading to uh, late night snacking, which got me to an average of 2,500 calories a day. I wasn't really paying attention to that. I was like, ah, it's just one sweet. Ah, it's just one more. Um, so for me, if I look back, there's a lot that's going great right now. I'm getting 20,000 steps a day. I'm drinking lots of water. I'm getting lots of floors. The The house is clean. But none of that matters if I am eating way more than uh, I am burning. And so I am up on the scale four or five pounds is it a surprise? Ask me if it's a surprise. Is that a surprise? It is not a surprise. Oh, boy. It's just math. So for me, I am making a pledge to uh, close the kitchen at 8 p.m. because nothing good happens after that. And most of our choices fall into a few categories. And this is something that yeah. I got from Shalene Johnson. Our habits have to do with time, money, accountability or knowledge like if you don't even know how to do something yeah then you need some knowledge in that in that category and that might take some time to go on the googles go on the uh i don't know bing yeah go on the bings i search with bing because i'm a nerd (laughs) um so do you have the knowledge of what it takes to get your your habit in place? Do you need accountability? Are you someone who thrives on that? Um, do, is it going to take money? Do you need some money to invest in, in an app or in a program? It might. Uh, or some shoes? Or do you just need the time and you need to stop playing Candy Crush or Farmville and actually take the time to get it done? So for me, uh, closing my kitchen at 8 p.m. means I need accountability. I no, need, that's big. I need to answer to somebody. I have an app. Uh, called Zero that I use to uh, to click off that I've, I've closed the kitchen. And also in our Walt accountability group, uh, we are doing a check-in every night to make sure that it's getting done. So I've got external accountability, and that's hopefully going to help me because the path that I am taking right now is taking me up the scale. 
So, um, so for you, what kind of time, what kind of money, what kind of accountability or knowledge is it going to take for you to make a change? And, and you know yourself, maybe closing the kitchen at 8 p.m. isn't your thing, but like my version of that is that I can't eat anything that tastes like a treat until I know I'm within striking distance of going to bed. Like I, if I start eating things that are treat-like at noon, then I will eat treats the rest of the day. And I, you know, I'd like to have more self-control than that, but it's sort of like once I have one thing, then the floodgates are open. So I have to wait until, you know, basically I know I'm within an hour of going to bed before I start eating anything treaty, which is my version of closing the kitchen at eight o'clock. Yeah. So whatever you call it, but all of these, and if you go back to, uh, Episode 44, where we talk about canaries in a coal mine. Another fantastic episode of this show. (laughs) Someone was like, you don't know what canaries sound like. Yeah, no. This show is not about accuracy. No, we're not trying to scientifically reproduce the sound of a canary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So for me, my canaries are my steps. You know, am I wearing my Fitbit? Am I tracking my calories? Am I going to bed on time? And so the, the big... One for me is this canary of closing the kitchen, which if when I close the kitchen, I'm not doing secret eating. So they they tie together. And whether it's not getting in your steps, not making that time, not tracking your calories, deciding what will it take for you to hit that goal? What are you willing to change? Sometimes there are things we just don't feel like changing and we're not ready to attack it, but we pay a price for that choice. This week I paid a a four or five pound price. Yeah. And and like sometimes some of this is just, it's all a mental game. But, you know, for me, if I make a rule and I promise myself that it's a rule and I'm not going to break it, then I'm much less likely to break it than if it's something that's negotiable. Like if I leave it open to interpretation in my own brain, then I'm much more likely to to talk myself into doing something I don't actually want to do. Well, and two, looking at a habit differently. Like for me, I decided that my goal in January was going to be to hit my 10 floors, my my 10 uh my 10 floors a day goal. Love it. For uh for getting in my steps, which is something I hadn't made a priority. If I don't plan it and schedule it and decide how I'm going to get it done, it's not going to get done. If yeah. I just say I want to lose weight, Okay, well, how are you going to do that? I want to get in my floors. How am I going to do that? Um, I am now doing it first thing in the morning because the more I wait on a goal, the less likely I am to get it done. So getting it done for me in the morning as a morning person um, is very helpful. If I go, "Ah, I don't know, I'm just going to get it done at some point. I don't know. If you don't have a plan and a strategy to achieve a goal, it's not going to get done. Yeah. And if it's overwhelming to you, if the idea of, you know, of having a plan that's going to last for the rest of 2019 or the the next year um, is, is too much for you, break it down into smaller chunks. You know, if you've made your list of 10 things that make a good day for you, like, Try and focus on one of those things and and try and think about it. Just just try and do it for the next week. Try and get through to the next month like and and break it down into smaller chunks, things that feel more realistic. Like it can feel so overwhelming to think about trying to do something for the rest of a year or the rest of your life that that, you know, breaking it down into smaller, more manageable goals. And like when you make that goal, you're like, 
I did this for a week. You know what? I can do it for another week. And it feels good to accomplish it, you know, and, and you can make your own goals and, and get that your own self sense of satisfaction, self sense of satisfaction, get your own sense of satisfaction out of, you know, achieving the goal that you set for yourself. Well, and two, you know, no habit happens in a vacuum. I, I actually, and this is real actual me talking right now. My, actual Catherine. Actual me. Here we go. <laughs> not the the glossy visage that you're, you're you know and love. But my goal was to not eat off of our daughter's plate this month, and I was like, I'm doing great. It's amazing. Like I haven't had it once, but I was secret eating at night, and so it was like, yeah. just because you change one thing, like I'm drinking 96 ounces of water a day. I don't know why I'm up on the scale, and if you don't, it's exi- a mystery. It's a mystery. Um. If you don't examine your entire day and see the areas that need improvement, we we can trick ourselves, and we've talked about this before, uh, into thinking we're doing it all. I'm doing everything I'm doing, I can. I'm doing it all, and I have, my steps have been great. And it, it's it, and really, like if if we're actually talking here and having a conversation, <laughs> like <laughs> instead of pretending, no. But there are so many things that are. It's like, well, I'm doing this right, and I'm doing this right, and I'm doing this right, and that should be enough. Like I'm getting twenty thousand steps a day. I'm getting you know uh, twenty floors. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm drinking all this water. Like, why is the scale not? working in my favor. Well, because I'm eating 2,500 calories a day and I don't lose weight and I don't maintain my weight unless I eat 1,800. It's not a mystery. It's not unfair. It's not fair. It's not whatever. It's math. And I have not been paying attention to the math. And so I am recommitting myself in the month of February. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that so hard to say? February. February. On wetness days. why i get such a kick out of mispronouncing things over pronouncing things over pronouncing but like i look at january january uh, had some great things and it had some areas for improvement so for you what does your february look like what things can you get past that you are willing to change we had some setbacks we had some successes and it's all about recommitting yourself uh and deciding what you're willing to invest in Uh, What will happen if you don't change? What will happen if you keep going down the path you're going down? Are you willing to do the work? Yeah. What kind of accountability do you need? Do you need a single uh, friend that you text every day to make sure that you're both hitting a goal? Do you need to hit your goal first thing in the morning to get it out of the way? Uh, Gretchen Rubin, a friend of the show, she doesn't know. (laughs) She doesn't know she's a friend of the show. (laughs) She's a friend of the show in our minds. Uh, She liked one of my Instagram uh, posts one time. So basically- practically a celebrity you're like best friends um but she says nothing is more exhausting than the task that is never started and the more i let myself dread getting something done the bigger it gets and it's that you know to to mix metaphors my old friend uh mark twain uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're friends with Gretchen Rubin and Mark Twain? In my mind. Wow. Um, no, I, I can't remember if he said eat the frog first or – well, I don't know. You, anyway. No, he wasn't eat the frog. He wasn't eat the frog. <laughs> okay. Anyway, you got to eat frogs. If if the worst thing you have to do in a day is is eat a frog, eat the frog first and then you get it out of the way and then the worst task is over. And I've been getting my steps out of the way first thing in the morning. Um, unfortunately, I can't get closing my kitchen at 8 o'clock out of the way first, because literally it happens at eight o'clock at night. But if I pre-plan, uh, pre-plan my uh, 
plaque, <laughs> snack and track equals plaque. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I uh, pre-plan my evening treat in advance, if I plan on the accountability at 8 p.m. closing my kitchen, if I let our daughter know that she can hit me with a fly swatter if I go into the kitchen after 8 p.m. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe we should do that. <laughs> <laughs> but like – Getting myself away from the kitchen after 8 p.m., going in the bedroom, putting on my pajamas, like the more I can do uh, the convenience of convenience or the inconvenience of convenience um, is very important. Like don't hang out in the kitchen at 8 p.m. Uh, searching through the cupboards no. if it's going to lead to good, secret eating. Good things will not happen. Um, and uh, before I forget, Brian Tracy wrote the book Eat That Frog. Oh, okay. I don't think it's called Eat That Frog. No, it is. It is? Eat That Frog. Oh, it sounds Brian like a Tracy. game show, like a I, gong show. I'm Eat 90, that I'm frog. 99% sure. I have the audio book. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Eat I'm that learning frog, new things Brian about Tracy. you. Um, yeah, it's about, you know, getting the hard tasks out of the way first. Yeah, because dread is no fun, as my friend Gretchen says. <laughs> um, we call her Sketchy Gretchy. <laughs> no, I don't know. What the heck? I was just trying to come up with a totally inappropriate Gretchen Rubin. Well, you succeeded. That was totally inappropriate. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so reflect on uh, what you can do in February. It's a short month. It's 28 days this year. You yeah. got to look at the next 20. Actually, well, it's already the fourth. So 24 days. You yeah, can you can put habits days. in place for that long, can't you? Can you can do that. We believe in you and uh, you should believe in yourself too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that's my that's my deal. What what are you gonna change? What are you gonna change, Donald? What uh, we've talked a lot about my uh, flaws. What are you ready to unflaw? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need to. I'm I, awesome, and I I, don't... I I think I need to add a little some sort of exercise, some more. I don't know. I'm not. I haven't decided yet on what I'm committing to. <laughs> See, we're just normal people, just yeah. like you. Just I need to like I need you. to refocus on what I know works for me. I know that's something I need to do. I'm still paying for the holidays slash my my trip to Las Vegas that happened in January. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. So so that's uh, that's us. We're just keeping it real. We're flipping. We're flipping Girl Scouts. We're flipping groundhogs. Yeah. Uh, six more weeks of winter for some reason. I think now it's time for our uh, super sexy and ultra cool product of the week. Pow! Pow, everybody. This this harkens to Mr. Andrew Dice Clay. This, yeah. this harkens back to Fabio. We're yeah. going we're going deep on the 80s at this point. Yeah, um the product of the week and I am being sincere is a fanny pack. What do they call them in England? Yeah. They just call them hip packs. Uh butt bags, I think. But, oh, that I'm not even sound kidding. Good. I think it is. Hmm. I might be making that up. So, <laughs> so buckle up, people. So buckle you can up and you zip. can Google it or or bing it. We're um, going hands free. Seriously, we uh we do a lot of walking and other sort we of We do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've never mentioned it before on this podcast. Um and I know for me, like sweatpants pockets are the easiest things in the world in which to lose things from. I have a fun story about that. Oh, when I, uh, I can't wait to hear a fun story. Um, I three years ago when I started this journey venture, yeah, um, I got it in my head that I would try jogging, and I had uh, in my pockets I had my keys and I had my <laughs> wallet, uh, and uh, literally jogged for eighteen seconds on a pathway, and then got most of the way home. I was like, I have a tiger, I'm on it, and then I was like, I don't have my keys or my wallet because they. <laughs> out of my pockets well, I and and one of my car keys too oh yeah that's another thing yeah Sorry. I shouldn't have brought that up yeah um, anyway but I literally 
in 18 seconds of jogging, lost my keys and my wallet. Yeah. And luckily, I found the keys and someone else found my wallet and I had to go and uh, get them. So thank you, kind citizen, for not uh, losing my stuff. So like a couple of years then ago. I bought a fanny pack. Yeah, a couple of years ago, Catherine had like fanny pack on her Amazon wish list and uh, got it for her. And I saw how convenient it was. And I'm like, I'm far too cool for a fanny pack. I'm never going to So his that. pockets just bulged yeah, like he was trying I to would, sneak in snacks. Would fall out and I'm retracing my steps to find things and so finally I did lose his car keys by the way from having (laughs) we're not going to talk about that finally I uh, I got a fanny pack and it has changed my life I don't think I'm I don't think I'm exaggerating but and quite honestly I never wanted anything to increase my circumference yeah when from like age 12 when they were actually popular and all the kids were wearing parachute pants I didn't want any additional uh padding on my my middle but it is so convenient to have a fanny pack it really is and um i've got my my wallet and my keys in there and uh, i feel secure that they're not going to go anywhere that's zipper pockets and i wear it under my shirt because i'm that vain but uh it it really gives me a peace of mind and it's look it's a bag, but <laughs> but seriously, like I, you know, if you're walking outside doing this, doing exercising, like knowing that I can carry that stuff with me and not have to worry about losing it um, really is a nice thing. Well, and to the not having uh, t- anything to encumber your your shoulders, like having a purse on yeah, or something like of, that. Like, instead of a backpack it, or something. It really hurts. We went to, uh, to Disney World. We've talked about it. And I had a fanny pack the whole time. And I was able to just... Enjoy myself, hold churros in both hands, and yeah. not uh, not be encumbered by a, a, an awkward and gawky purse. So, uh, so yeah, so fanny pack people. Fanny pack. I'll put some links in the show notes to uh, the one that I currently have. This is my second one, the, I think, that the I, me, and I love it. The me of 10, 15 years ago would be horrified at this product. Yeah. But I was also very lazy and uninspiring back then. So, yeah. uh, so get a fanny pack, y'all. Get a fanny pack, Pow! <laughs> That's your product of the week. Pow! Pow! So that about wraps it up for this week. Um, but if you would like to reach out to us, you can send us an email to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. And bef- before, before we move on, I would like to thank Rodrigo of Brazil. Yes, for, thank uh, you, for Rodrigo. That us- was a r- wonderful earlier this week. Uh, he sent us a wonderful email all the way from Brazil. Yeah. Turns out emails will travel uh, from Brazil. Yeah, our international listeners do a great job, especially, I would say, of uh, of reaching out to us. Yeah, we it was really... a lovely email. We really appreciate getting it. Um, so if you would like uh, us to also get a lovely Shout email out. from you, <laughs> <laughs> you can email us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at weonlylookthin. And you can uh, follow us on Twitter at We Only Look Thin. And Facebook at We Only Look Thin. Yes, find us on Facebook. Um, we also have our website, WeOnlyLookThin.com. And uh, obviously, you're listening to this, so you found our podcast. Uh, you can subscribe there. Uh, we're on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, all the Android places. Um, and uh, if you wouldn't mind doing us a favor and... Um, uh, leaving us a review on iTunes, it would really help. Even if you don't really use iTunes for us, um, iTunes rules the podcast world, and um, it would really help us out, uh, rate and review. And if it could be five stars, that would be even better, because we would give you a five-star rating if we You're could You're a five-star listener. Yeah. 
Yeah, we if it would. Was, if it was like, uh, what is it on on Lyft and Uber or something, you can rate your passenger to. So yeah, yeah, we would give you a five star for having such great taste in podcasts. We certainly would. So the next time you're getting ready to flip a groundhog, <laughs> remember <laughs> that Catherine and I are an, an inspiration, Asian, Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.